Welcome to Small Talk About Big Topics. This is Julianne Kennedy, and boy, do I have stories to tell. I hope you can learn from my mistakes. I tell you what, you know, don't we all? Okay. Well, I tell you what, tonight, how about we step outside of the box? Yep. I'm in one of my moods. I just couldn't think of what to talk about tonight. And I'm a day or two late on launching this podcast. So I thought, you know what? Let's just get up here and have some fun and just talk about whatever comes up. Well, the last episode, I did discuss unlocking our childhood passions and how to do that and why they're so locked up and just buried. But there's always ways to unlock them, and it's never too late, never too late to pursue what has been buried deep inside of you to want to do. Ooh, those are lyrics. Never too late to pursue deep inside of you what you would like to do. Ooh, I need to write that down. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, you know, I did get some responses um, these past couple of episodes, and I'm going to read the questions and the emails um, and answer, answer the responses. How about that? So let's just get started right off the bat doing that, because then that'll spill over into things that I'm wanting to discuss, and I do have some stories to tell, I, like I said. So, let's see, hang on. Um, the first question is, it is so difficult some days being a single mom. I feel bombarded and feel that I'm not being the best mother I can be because I feel overwhelmed. How did you make it as a single mom? And how long were you a single mother? That's from Kathy. Oh dear, that's a loaded question. Let's see. I understand. I understand all those years I felt so, the word is perfect, bombarded some days. But looking back, if I had it to do over again, I'm telling you now, don't, um, I don't know, I should say, don't take anything for granted. Don't wish that tomorrow would come. Don't wish they were a little older because it passes by so quickly. And I know this is cliche, but it's true. I look back and I wish that some of the things that stressed me out as a, as a single mother, I look back and think, why did that stress me out? Why couldn't I just relax and enjoy the moment? I do know one thing that I enjoyed and that did not bother me. When I had my second child, um, hearing them both cry at the same time, I don't know what that did to me. It was a, it was a feeling of just, they were my babies. I felt so thankful to have my babies, even though I was a single mom. And yes, there are difficult days, but if you can wake up each day as a new day and think, how can I appreciate what little Susie does when she spills her milk on purpose on the kitchen floor. (laughs) I know what you can do. Back in my time, in my day, we didn't have access to quickly videotaping something or, or doing, using your phone to record or video. Why don't you do that? Record what happened, 
It will ease up your tension and you can look back on it and it'll be cute. It'll be funny. So that's my bit of advice about difficult days. Wake up each day and appreciate every moment. They grow up so fast. And I do think back on some of the mistakes I made. Like, I wish that I would have let my little my little girl sleep with me more often instead of making her sleep in her own bed and she'd get upset. I regret, I'll regret that for the rest of my life. It was that book, I'm not going to say what the title was, that the author would say, make them sleep in their own bed. And if they want to sleep with you and won't let you get any sleep, put a sleeping bag on the floor. Well, I regret that. And my daughter, she always let her baby, and growing up to be a toddler, she always welcomed him in her bed. And probably because she learned from my mistake. And I'm so sorry, Nicole. I've told her before that I regret it. So those little rules, you can't go by those rules. You have to go by what you feel as a mom and what your baby needs and what your, or what your, you know, young child needs. Ignore what people try to tell you how to be or what to do. You have to go with what you feel is best for your, for your child. So how long was I a single mom? Okay. (laughs) Their whole childhood from baby to adult. And you were asking me in the next part, did you ever remarry? No, I didn't. I came close, but I didn't. And I don't know. I don't have much of a comment about that, except for everything worked out great. I didn't have to experience confusion. The children, I should say, didn't have to experience confusion with you know, step families. I just raised them on my own. My dad's, my dad would always say, if you can, Julie, raise the kids on your own and you can get into a relationship later. Well, <laughs> I did raise them on my own completely and I'm still not married. I don't know. Anyway, the next question is from Rachel. Are you still friends with the toxic friend you mentioned in your first episode. Yes, I am. But it's on a different level. She knows it, but she has accepted it. And I am so glad for setting up those boundaries. It was hard. She's been a child since she's been a childhood friend of mine. We we met in 7th grade or 8th grade something like that. We were always best friends. And then life took a turn. She had her experiences in life. She was raising her kids. I was raising mine. And, um, and now we are no spring chickens. I'm afraid to tell you how old I am. (laughs) We're no spring chickens. And after all these years, we've still been friends. However, Things started getting a little sticky. I felt like maybe I felt pulled down, unmotivated. And I, anyway, go listen to the first episode about toxic friends and how it affected me. But yes, we're still friends. 
and I'm glad. Just with different boundaries. So, all right. There's one more question. I'm interested in starting a band. Any tips or advice? That's from Karen. Well, I've not really talked about my music too much. And yes, I think that you saw my my um, website because you mentioned it here in your question. www.reverbnation.com slash J.A. Kennedy. You can go listen to my music and look at my photos and my experience. And yes, I was in a band for many years. So you are wanting any tips or advice from me? Well, I will say this. It is very, very rewarding. And it's a, but it's a lot of work. But you know what? When you love something, it doesn't feel like work. So the best advice I can give you <clears throat> is to enjoy studying those lyrics, enjoy the band rehearsals, have fun. But I will say that if you ever go and you travel and go to any gigs, I would suggest that you go together, carpool. It's a long night at the end of the night if you're going to go and perform at these venues that have those late night hours. I'm not doing that anymore. But, and also, uh, I've had a few sticky situations during rehearsals and, and gigs and, and being with band members who are married, the male guitar players, you know, instrumental, the, the, the guys that are, were married. Some of the wives didn't cope very well. And it was very awkward for me. And I tried so hard to include those wives. Say, come on with us. And, but um, I did go ahead and include in this podcast something. It was a voice message that was left on my voicemail one night. And I was stunned. You know, I try so hard not to appear. I don't flirt. You know, but when you're on stage, you have to be flirty and friendly and smiles. And this one wife couldn't handle it. And so, therefore, uh, he bowed out, you know. And so that kind of broke up our band. But this is the message that she left to me. You know, I'm almost not quite sure if I should... (laughs) launch this but here we go this is this is what i woke up to and heard the next morning here it is listen bitch why don't you just go find somebody fucking else to play music with and leave my husband alone oh is this x-rated should I have not put this on this next episode here? But that can be awkward. Any jealous spouse can really cause turmoil. So that's one thing to look out for, okay? Just there's highs and lows, goods and bads, but the majority of it is 
you will have a great time. And live your dream. Live your dream. So how's that for stepping outside of the box tonight? (laughs) But I've always wanted to pursue my independence, my entrepreneurship, and my music. I was just, I'm still involved in music, and I still sing. I'm just doing a lot of recording right now, and um, writing music. But I've always been known as somewhat of a nonconformist, and I just have never been the traditional type of person. So, being an artist, just it helps you to just step out and be who you are and feel what you feel and, and not be so worried about being that traditional, you know, what's expected of you type of thing. I had a few businesses on my own as a single mother. My family would think I was crazy and thought, that is not secure. They were a nervous wreck wanting me to get a nine-to-five job, you know, and I just couldn't do it. Actually, I was pretty strategic about it. I started my own business, so that meant I had my own hours, which meant I didn't have to put my kids in daycare. But then it also meant, uh uh-oh, you better make enough money this month. So I would start my own business And the first thing that I would do would be print out business cards. That would be the very first thing I would do. So I'd say, I think, okay, I would like to clean houses. So I made business cards. I did clean houses for like five years when my kids were little because it was something that I could do, you know, while they were in school. Now, before that, I took care of kids. I was a babysitter so I could be home with my children. But I would make my own business cards and think, okay, once I had those business cards made, okay, I'm in business. So I would just tell everybody, oh, I clean homes. So here, here's a business card. I act like I've been doing it for years. (laughs) That's how I would start it off. You know, I just kind of played along and just dived right in without even, dived right in head first, never having the experience before, but I would just, I would learn along the way. And I just really believe that we can do anything. We can. Just put our minds to it and just learn along the way. Excuse me. So my quote for this hour is my own quote. And it is, it's never too late to be do or believe anything. I just don't think it's ever too late. So if you want to do something crazy, fun, that makes you feel good about yourself, make some business cards and then voila, you're in business. (laughs) So you can just pass them out. Oh yes, I've been doing this for quite a while. Oh yes. However, I haven't always been self-employed. You know, when I was a lot younger, like right out of college, you know, I took on some jobs. Um, Although, yeah, I was such a free spirit that I learned some hard lessons, you know, from those jobs. I've gotten fired from a few jobs because 
I just couldn't stay inside of the box. I had to learn the hard way. For instance, one job, my first job was working at Tom Thumb. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I worked there for quite a few years while I was in high school and then part-time when I'd come home, when I'd come home from college, I'd get some hours in. But one day I called in sick and then when I came back on my next scheduled work day, my boss looked at me and he said, Julie, were you sick or were you at the lake? (laughs) I said, what do you mean? Were you sick or were you at the lake all day yesterday? And I was just shuddering. I was scared. I didn't know what to say. I was frozen. Literally, literally frozen. Oh my gosh. So I said, why? I mean, he goes, you're sunburned. You are so burnt. You weren't sick. And I said, well, I'm sorry. He said, Julie, I'm going to have to let you go. Oh, my gosh. I was heartbroken. I was just, I had to just take my apron off and leave right then and there. Right right as I came in to punch in, I had to punch out. That was a hard lesson. You know, um... And then one time I worked at a law office. I ran all these errands for these lawyers. I was I was also a receptionist, but then I would run these errands and everybody was just so serious, you know? So serious. Never any smiles on their faces. And I'm in there, I'm feeling like I don't belong. I can't stop laughing sometimes because I would notice things that would just crack me up. And one day one of the lawyers came in, and he was real upset, and he kind of slammed his notebook on the desk and said, has so-and-so called? And I said, no, sir, he hasn't. Oh, okay, well, I'll come back and check in a little bit. But then I opened my big mouth, and I said, you know, we shouldn't take life so seriously. If we laugh a little, then maybe things wouldn't seem so, so terrible. It's, it's sometimes it just gets, you know, he goes, what did you say? I said, oh, nothing. I mean, just if we laugh a little and just kind of take it a little more lightly, more lightly, I think I said something like that, then maybe things wouldn't seem so bad. <laughs> oh, he just walked off. Okay. He just walked off. So again, I'm sitting there kind of worried. He seemed really upset. (laughs) I'm kind of starting to get shaky, wondering, uh uh-oh, now I'm in real trouble. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, sure enough, I was pulled into the office he shut the door and he said, you know, you're really a wonderful girl. I was only 22, something like that, right out of college. You're a really wonderful girl. You're very sweet, but we need someone that 
can take care of business and and doesn't I forget what else. All the bottom line is he said he just said I'm going to have to let you go. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was crushed once again and it's from my big mouth. It's from me not realizing to take the workforce seriously. So my self-esteem was shot. And ha, ah, angel. Which <laughs> my self-esteem was shot. Angel. My self-esteem was shot. Shoot. She didn't like that. I startled. <laughs> I startled her. <laughs> I was truly upset and truly bummed out. But as I got older, I found another job. No, I actually, yeah. Okay. But I did find another job. <laughs> but I learned from my mistakes. I did. I learned from my mistakes. I continue to learn from my mistakes. Because beautiful things can come from failure. Don't you think? It's a beautiful thing that I learned from my failures about how not to be. How not to be. As a matter of fact, that spills over into the woman who asked about what it was like being a single mom. And, you know, I made mistakes along the way. But learning from our mistakes. Okay, here's what I want to say about that. No parents are perfect. No parent is perfect. They all make mistakes, raising their kids. They'll have regrets. I apologized if I ever misjudged or didn't handle a situation right. And I will say this. I can guarantee that my kids have learned from my mistakes as a parent because I have learned how not to be from my parents' mistakes, how they handled situations with us. We're all human. We're going to make those mistakes. I think that's pretty cool. A lot of the time, we can learn just as much, if not more, from our parents' mistakes. That's how I believe. I still continue to struggle with low self-esteem. Um, I felt better if I was like the center of attention. I wanted to make a difference. Even at those jobs, I wanted to, hey, maybe I will solve the stress in the office, you know, tell them to laugh a little. <laughs> no, it doesn't always work out that way. I have always wanted to be the center of attention, though, in more ways than one. And I couldn't, I just, it's still hard for me to take rejection. Oh, it's killer. I've gotten better as I age. You know, that to me, rejection means it's not supposed to be that God has another plan because you evidently weren't strong enough Julianne, to walk away from it. So I had to reverse it and I had to have them reject you because I have a better plan for you. That's how I look at rejection now. But, oh, like in college, oh, I was just so head over heels over my boyfriend in college. And, of course, nobody stays together forever unless they get married, right? Oops. It doesn't even guarantee staying together forever if you're married either. 
You know, I can get so cynical about that because I never did remarry. Not that I didn't want to. It just wasn't ever right. I've had a couple of close calls. But anyhow, that's a story for another time. But in college, when I was rejected and he broke up with me, oh my gosh, I, I thought maybe if he worries about me or if he thinks something happened to me, Okay, this is another story I'm worried about blurting out, thinking, y'all will think, oh, Julianne, that's so terrible. How immature and, well, stupid. But I'm going to share it. Tonight is stepping outside of the box, right? My favorite place to be. So this is the last story I'm going to tell for the night. So my roommates and I, I asked them if they would do something for me. And if they would fake that I'm missing and call him. So they called him. Um, have you seen Julianne? And he'd say, no. Well, she hasn't been here for a long time. And we're worried about her. And remember, we had no cell phones. There was no way to get in touch with anybody. Once they got in their car and drove off, it's like, good luck. And so they were saying that I had been missing for hours, like half a day. And there was no sign of me. And that they were really worried and they thought, well, maybe, maybe we thought maybe the two of you got back together or something. We're just asking if you've seen her. And he said, no. He said, I'll be right over. So my friend Laura hung up the phone and she said, he's coming over here. And I'm like, no. Oh my gosh, what do I do? I opened the closet. They shoved me in the closet behind some clothes, behind the hanging clothes and shut the door. And I am freaking out. He comes in the room, looks through the apartment, looks around, and I'm hearing them to talk. Well, what did, she, what did she do last? Well, where did she say she was going? And then he goes, what's that on the bed? And they just look at each other, and I'm in there going, what are they talking about? He said, that's her purse. Inside of that closet, I'm about to die with embarrassment. I just didn't want to show my face ever again. Because he said, all right, okay, I'm on to it. I'm, I'm going. I'm sure she's fine. Bye. Listen, I was humiliated. It felt like for the rest of my life. See, I had to try to win him back. And by pulling a prank, that didn't work either. <sighs> okay, I feel like, like I was... I was nuts. I was going crazy. Uh Uh-huh. I tell you what. (laughs) All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed my show tonight. And I am anxious to probably get back on track and talk to you all next week. So join me next time for small talk about big topics. And I will definitely try not to get so crazy. Have a good night. <laughs>